Coming up today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, we talk about that. Isaiah Thomas, new member of the Charlotte Hornets. I guess it's coming up today. Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On Hornets, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, which I realize I did a disservice to those who aren't on YouTube via the audible medium. You didn't see me look at the graphics yeah. and then say we're talking about that. And then I realized, wait, it's too late. Now we're already going to the video. So go to YouTube already. Just check us out there. Watch the video. We appreciate you listening to us. We do on any platform. But we're also on YouTube, so take advantage of that. Follow us on Twitter, Doug Branson, LOH, Walker Mail, show handle on Twitter, at Locked On Hornets. Isaiah Thomas, newest member of the Charlotte Hornets, Doug. Remember when James Borrego was asked about possibly using that last roster spot for a ball-handling backcourt mate for LaMelo or Terry Rozier, just trying to find a backup point guard? James Borrego was asked about that after the Trez trade, and he said, that's a question better served for Mitch Kupchak. Terry Rozier is our backup point guard right now. Didn't seem mm -hmm. too happy mm -hmm. with not having another guard to go to. So Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas that was fifth in MVP voting a few years back with Boston, two-time All-Star, a guy that was second team All-NBA in his time with the Boston Celtics. Remember Bill Simmons, the guru on everything Boston sports, called him a folk hero in that city for what he was doing with that team. And now he is a member of the Charlotte Hornets after having been a member of Cleveland, Denver, LA and Dallas, just a couple of shortstops this season. And you look at him playing in the G League, dude actually put up some pretty good stats. And now he's on a 10 day contract with the Charlotte Hornets in that last roster, uh, roster spot. Doug, what do you make of the signing um, with him new, uh, now being on the team? Well, I mean, finally, one of James Borrego's subtle, passive aggressive comments uh, to the media gets through to the front office and they do address. A need, uh, similar to what happened with the Montrez Harrell trade, that was, you know, Montrez Harrell feels, fills a need for the Charlotte Hornets in terms of finishing at the basket. Uh, Isaiah Thomas will fill a need, at least for 10 days, at the backup point guard position. It's all, it's all low risk. I mean, it's all, it doesn't address the need. It's not an answer, uh, but it does address something. And props to Isaiah Thomas, who's on a comeback tour and is, you know, has gone from this place where he was multi-time all-star, uh, you know, savior of Boston, uh, putting up 28 plus points per game and six assists. Uh, he's gone all the way down to the bottom and now he's coming back up. So props to him. I mean, it's cool to have a guy like that on the roster who is digging, grinding, is going to get, I mean, you know, Isaiah Thomas is going to give everything he's got when he gets out on the floor, um, but doesn't help them defensively, which is kind of their big issue. Yeah. I, I, and I don't, I don't know how many guys are out there that would help them defensively. I know Isaiah Thomas is not one of them, and I don't even know how much offensively he's going to help you. In 10 days, we know that he can be susceptible to cold shooting. It's just that you did need somebody that could handle the basketball in the backcourt. And so I understand the way of this signing. What's interesting, though, is you look at something we didn't talk about with this Milwaukee game, Doug, was the fact that James Brego went to LaMelo Ball 
four minutes left to go in the game when it was already decided and they were down like 40 and 30. And Lamella was out there playing in meaningless minutes. I actually, most people have a huge problem with James Brego not playing Lamello. I had a problem with him playing in the last four minutes and like it's, the game was already decided. Like, what, what are you doing? It, so the only leeway you can give to Borrego whatsoever is the fact that book night was not available or otherwise you would have had to have played book night in that situation, but he wasn't available. Neck soreness. Yeah. Neck soreness. He was listed as out doubtful first, then out for that game against Milwaukee. But Cody Martin didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. And I thought Cody Martin might be the guy that could come in and handle the one responsibility and play point guard a little. And he didn't play a lick in the fourth quarter. So Ooh, that was lick. something. Yep. That's lick. Something. I decided I don't usually go with that, but I did there. Cody that Martin didn't nice. play. Well, is it, isn't, that, isn't that kind of a Southern phrase? Not a lick? Yeah, I guess so. I guess Catawba County rubbed off on me in my time <laughs> growing up there. Little Catawba County showing up. He ain't playing a lick up there in Milwaukee. So Cody Martin, I thought should have gotten some time <laughs> playing point guard, but it's just, I, you do need another backup point guard, but you know, James book Knight being out, I guess you need somebody else there. If he was back, Doug, I'd rather have book Knight out there playing. And at this point, are we sure that Isaiah Thomas is just better, you know, experienced sure. But are we sure that Isaiah Thomas is better than book Knight when he's healthy? He's not. So it makes it a little more acceptable to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. Cody Martin also dealing, kind of nursing with some yeah. soreness, trying to get back as well, so that may have played into the calculus. I mean, look, Borrego has been short on options, short on players, short on answers uh, to figure out what uh, the, what's ailing the Hornets at this point. The Lamelo stuff is interesting. That's the most interesting thing to me because I also saw some footage after one of these, you know, LaMelo long twos, ill-advised, not not a high percentage shot that he's throwing up there and he's continuing to do it into the fourth quarter. It seemed like there were some words exchanged between uh, Borrego and 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 LaMelo. Uh, everything seemed... Yeah, like looking uh, at the clipboard on the sideline. Yeah, they yeah, were looking exactly. at it looking and it seemed like they tension. were just kind of talking or something like that. They were talking... Bit. They were talking, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a it wasn't a book night situation. They weren't talking like that. <laughs> no, no it's not a book not night situation. But there was visible, there was visible frustration from both parties. Yeah, and I think it's just something interesting to keep an eye on. If the Hornets continue to lose games, uh, it, you know, I just think this frustration is starting to build. I don't know that Isaiah Thomas is an answer. I think if you're a no. fan, right, and you've and you've seen them lose all of these games. And you're wondering what direction is this team really heading into the you know the end of this season, and then you get this news across your timeline. You're going what? Like mm -hmm. really? I don't. And it's nothing against Isaiah Thomas. Again, I respect the grind. I respect what he's trying to do. But in this particular situation, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, and and the Cody Martin stuff where he is nursing an injury, just really coming back from that. You know, he did play 33 minutes against Detroit. And then you go to him not playing at all in the fourth quarter. I think he only played 16 minutes in the fourth. So maybe, excuse me, overall, and then did not play any in the fourth. So didn't play a lick, remember. So I don't know how much of that is them trying to not overdo it with Cody. They felt like, well, we tried to win that game against Detroit. He was hot, so we kept rolling with them. And then in this one, we decided, you know what, let's just put LaMelo out there for the final four minutes. Isaiah Thomas hopefully is the guy that allows you to not play LaMelo in absolute garbage time, where the only thing that comes from that, the risk is him getting hurt, and that is 
far, far more meaningful and worse than Lamella going out there, scoring a few points, getting the offense in rhythm to end the game in a contest where they got destroyed, certainly in the second quarter. We'll see what happens. Isaiah Thomas, newest member of the Charlotte Hornets. Don't even know if he breaks the rotation. Don't know how long this is going to last if, there, if it leads to a second 10-day uh, contract but he's on the team right now. Let's talk about prize picks before we welcome Wes Bryant to the show. It's Wes Wednesdays. We didn't forget about Wes. Uh, He's coming up in just a moment, but let's talk about prize picks first. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, you need to try out the award-winning app prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love this app. I know you will too. It's awesome to pick the overs and unders on stuff. You pick two to five players and they're over and under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy and it's safe and it offers fast withdrawals plus you can use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play for a limited time prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users users get 50 dollars for free and if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point You can use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA $50 for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, awesome stuff from prize picks there. Wes, uh, Wes Bryant coming up next locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time. And I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Wes Bryant joining us, the Charlotte Hornets, Bally Sports Insider, hopping on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Last week, it was the NBA rap podcast. Doug was away, so everything went to hell. I didn't know what I was doing on the production (laughs) side of things. And then we just said, you know what? Let's just talk about NBA rap artists. Miles Bridges had dropped the album. We went back to Shaq and talked about his albums. And so that's what we discussed. Doug, I don't know. Do you have any NBA rap takes or did you just want to leave that to us? I'll leave most of those to you. I just want to say that the Mason Plumley video where he shoots the, uh, the money gun, that's... That's just pure comedy. I don't know if you meant it as comedy, but it is pure, unfiltered comedy. I can't believe we forgot that, Wes. Like, I didn't even, that. what is this? Was this was he in somebody else's video or he made Hold it up. Video? Hold up. You're telling me that you have not seen the Mason Plumley no. rap video that he put out with one of uh-huh. his buddies? No. Wes, you need to, I, I'm almost telling you to stop this podcast right now. <laughs> don't do that because we're recording yeah. and we don't want to create more work, but yeah. I'm this close after this video, you, after this podcast appearance, I you will. need to go to YouTube and click and type in Mason Plumley rap video. It is phenomenal. All he's doing is he's got a cash it's cannon hard. and he's shooting money all over the place. And he's just dancing on like apartment patios, on in living rooms, trying to live his best life. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, plum cash, dog millionaire. I didn't, I, didn't, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that it had a, an official name, the Cash Cannon. I call. I think I called it like Money Gun or something. Money Gun is fine. Cash Cannon. Yeah, cash Money cannon Gun sells. works. 
Yeah, Cash, Cash Cannon was great, thing. but he he's putting out probably just like singles in there. There's probably, you know, $50 total that they just collect after every scene, collect it back up, put it yeah. in the cannon, and Pour it it in picking it up off the floor. Um, I wish that they had some Cash Cannon shooting from deep right now, but they're not shooting very well, especially, I mean, look, even in this game against Milwaukee, they weren't even shooting overall uh, from the field very well, and they were uh-huh. okay, at least from the three-point line. After the all-star break, they beat Toronto. They beat him down, and that was a good yeah. team. Ooh. It was a chance for Doug to wear the big dub hat, which he's only done like twice since we yeah. even created it. And mm-hmm. then the Detroit game happened where Kelly Olynyk kills us with a yeah. game winner. And then even before that, hit some three-pointers. That was really yes. tough. Just took him to task. Wes, what have you made of the Hornets, the way they were able to come out, play well against Toronto, lose to Detroit, and then get destroyed themselves against Milwaukee this last game out? All right, so after we beat Toronto, I was feeling really good about mm-hmm. things. You know, I'm like, we come out, we hammer a team that gave us a lot of problems. Um, you know, the, the the energy is palpable in the building. Uh, as far as just guys, you know, the metal's flying everywhere. Guys are good. We got Cody Martin back in the lineup. So a little more depth, give guys a little bit more rest. I'm feeling good about it. So then I wake up, I think it was the day that we played Detroit or the day before that when the Hawks, beat Toronto down the next time. <laughs> so I said, oh, come on. when I see that, I was like, okay. I was like, we got smashed by Atlanta, so how good should we feel about this? Mm-hmm. But then we come into the Detroit game, but you know, man, I'm thinking... I know it's Detroit. NBA. It's okay, Wes. You can That's say it. Say, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I keep it's it real. Detroit. I said, we got Detroit tonight, so we got to be on a two-game streak. I was like, you know, I was like, things are looking up. So then the game starts, and I'm sitting there in my seat. You know, I sit up there with Dale and, and, and the crew, so I'm sitting there, you know, watching the game, eating, chilling. And, uh, what are you eating? What are you eating? <laughs> your, your crew, by the way. I love that. Okay. Yeah, just the okay. name so dropping. We, all right, so we get employee, the, all the ones employees, they get lunch or whatever. I mean, get uh-huh. dinner. I guess they call right. it dinner. It's mad early. But they get sure. dinner for us during our production meeting at 4.30. So at first, when I first came, I would eat when it was when they would give it to us mm-hmm. but then i was like man this, this doesn't last i'm hungry by the you know halftime i'm starving so i'm like i'm just gonna start saving it for when the game starts depending little, on what we have little, little hornets doggy bag the yeah, hornets so if we have like if we have like a you know something with cold cuts or something like that that i can save it then I just save it for the game. So I go, I lead a meeting, I put it in my Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just now have this mental image. Me and you are on the same page here, Doug. Of Wes Bryant rolling up like slices of cold cuts and just smuggling them out in his shirt. What what I like... What I like is the Hornets break lounge where Wes is just coming in with his dinner that he's going to save for later, putting it in the fridge, passing Dell, passing Paul Silas, passing, yeah. passing you know, Buzz Peterson on his way out. Del, What's up? Del, Del's like, why does Wes Bryant smell like, <laughs> smell like um, ham? <laughs> he's saving but, it. All right. Sorry, yeah, Wes, so go ahead. If we, if we, no, you, if we, if we, um, if we get something like a Macau's or something, like I said, I save it. So it comes in a box. So I just started saving it. So I go after we leave the meeting, I go put my box up in my seating area so then I have it when the game starts. So to answer your question, we had a firehouse box that day. Uh, and this one had a full sandwich. Sometimes we get meals that don't have a full sandwich, and I'm not happy about that uh, when that happens. So <laughs> 
course. Like I would be, I'd be frustrated if I didn't get a full sandwich. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So we got a nice uh, firehouse box. You know, I have turkey, turkey sub, chips, cookie. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm lit up there. So I go, mm-hmm. I take it. So this is what I'm eating as the game begins. Okay. Thank you. So, um, I mean, and, and if I don't like the meal that we have, the fans can definitely spot me around the arena picking up something uh, to eat before tip-off. I will either go to the Chick-fil-A stand or I'll pick up a, a Domino's uh, pizza or something like that. Right. Small so barbecue uh, nachos balling over there, by the way, just real quick. It's it's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's pretty. Well, those are no longer there anymore. They only do beef or chicken. Oh man. Oh, well, that's man. well, that's still okay though, right? Like, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, it's okay. Sorry, I gotta I, learn right, to stick trash. with Chick Fil A. <laughs> I gotta learn to stick with Chick Fil A and Domino's. And, okay, that's it, you know. So anyway, so I, so I'm, I'm watching a game, and as the game starts, you know, I'm just noticing, you know, Detroit's coming out with good energy and stuff, and they're playing well. I'm like, all right, but you know, the Hornets will eventually, you know, get this thing going, all this stuff. But the more the game goes, Detroit keeps hitting shots, yeah. they're blocking shots, they're playing with energy. I'm like, I just didn't like the optics in the first half. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, Detroit's hitting a lot of shots. They look real confident. They got Jeremy Grant back, who I slept on Jeremy Grant. I'm not going to lie. Because when everybody was talking about trading for this guy, I was like, God, is he the savior of the NBA? Like, every team was like, we're going to trade for Jeremy Grant. We're going to trade for Jeremy Grant. And then as I'm watching, I'm like, yo, he is nice. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's so smooth. Yeah. yeah, he's so smooth and he's so tall. So I'm like, yeah, man. So I'm just like, man, this ain't looking good. And then it just kept, it's just that age-old adage. We couldn't put him away. They just kept hitting shot after shot. And then it got hot. And then when it just came down to it, man, we kept missing shots here and there. They could have put the game away. And then just that final shot, man. Olenek had so much space. He had just, just a nice shot to hit, man. And I just was like, man, I, I you know, I, I, the Queen City Magic Theory, man, we'll lose the teams that we should beat and, and beat teams we have no business beating, man. And that was a devastating loss, especially when you talk about what – was coming up at that point talking about Milwaukee, a team that we had beat twice that was now at full strength for the most part uh, that was waiting on us because of what we had done to them before. Now we got to go deal with Cleveland. And it's like this, this post all-star schedule that everybody thought was going to be sweet for the Hornets because of Mm -hmm. all the home games. It is extremely difficult. So yeah. yeah. So you've, you've played on, on lots of teams and uh but you you played a different sport but have you ever been a part of a team uh that that was spiraling that that oh, just sort yeah. of couldn't get out of out of a, yeah. a losing streak and so take us into kind of the psychology of the team at that point what it what, how difficult is it to pull yourself out of that spiral well as all who watch this maybe no I don't know I played at Wake Forest University so uh you know we weren't a stalwart in the ACC, uh, I would say so. We're pretty good now, my, right? My te- not- yeah, my teams were yeah. known as heartbreak weight because we would always be, we'd jump on a team, right? or we would be right there and lose at the end. So, I mean, it just starts to get to a point where, and I and like I said, in no way do I think the Hornets are doing this, but I know what does. I mean, I'll be all mm-hmm. the way 100. That's the great part about podcasts. You get all the inside stories. You start yeah. tuning coaches out. Uh, you don't believe what they're doing is working. Uh, they tell you all this stuff, but you keep getting the same results, especially when stuff happens. Like I remember we were 
playing Georgia Tech and I was down in my stands and I could hear them calling out. Like it got to a point where our coach, our offensive coordinator was pretty good at throwing in wrinkles, but teams would really like sometimes we would get predictable. And I who was it? Who was the OC West? I OC was uh, Steve Lobotsky. That was his name. Okay. Steve Lobotsky. Okay. So sometimes I would hear defenders calling out what we were doing, exactly what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, we called them playing a the huddle. They're like, they're about to run this. They're about to run this. And I'm sitting there in my stands like, oh, God. Yeah, they're they're like, like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, but now you start tuning coaches out. Uh, you just, and then you get to a point where if it gets so bad, you're ready for the season to be over with. You can't wait for the last day to be able to be done. Like, it, you know, it can be bad. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of how we were, man. We were, we were ready for the season to be over with. We were tired of hearing coaches talking about this and that. And we were just ready for a break. Uh, because like I said, coach Grove, he grinded us, you know, so it was, you know, our practices and stuff, they were not for the faint of heart. So especially if we weren't playing well, so, you know, you hope the Hornets aren't doing that at this point. I think they're playing hard, but it could get to a critical stage to where, you know, if the losing continues and they're not seeing any improvement, you know, you never know what, what could happen in, in professional sports, man. But, um, with the Hornets, you know, tonight, you know, the huge, huge, huge game you know they 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 really need this one um tonight in the worst way yeah they certainly do let's get to more of that in the next segment talking about the cleveland cavaliers game that charlotte needs a win against there are some things that are positive news for charlotte coming into this one but we'll see if they can capitalize on it let's talk about built bar because i know it's that time of the year where a lot of people have given up on all their new year's resolutions don't be that person and i'll tell you an easy way to stick with your resolution especially if it's about getting fit go to built.com and get you some built bars because not only do they taste good but they're healthy for you as well they're all covered in 100 real chocolate they're high in protein they're high in fiber but they're low in sugar they're low in calories they're low in carbs it's all very good for you and the staples the flavors are great the limited time flavors are amazing go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com let's look ahead a little more with this cleveland game tonight coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets because you give them the pink to let them know you have the a little bit of a softer side, but you give them the black to let them know it's still real out here. Don't run <laughs> okay, I just got to let you know it's still real. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I want to go back to something Wes was talking about earlier, where you did think that this was going to be an easier part of the schedule for Charlotte because of all of the home games. And then we started to slowly realize, yeah, they have a lot of home games, but we overlooked the fact that they're going to be against some pretty good teams. And also the Hornets were sliding at that time. So it was the perfect storm. The only thing that would have made it worse if all of these games were on the road, but it doesn't matter when you play that poorly and all these other teams are on the rise. You just get destroyed that way. I think that is also why this is so disappointing, right? Like when you talk about the Charlotte Hornets being, I think at most six games above 500 for their max at what they were this season. And then you had the second half of the schedule tabbed as something easier because of all the games at the spectrum center. It only enhances those good feelings. Wait, the best is yet to come. 
mean, we haven't even seen the best part of the Hornets season yet. And then boom, they have this hard downfall and only beat Toronto after the all-star break beat Detroit. One of those times um, on the road, even not even at spectrum center, 141 to 119. the other game they win on the road against Indiana, like, man, all of these losses, except for the Toronto game, are at home like they're they're not winning any of them and i think that's what is so hard to swallow too as a fan when you go out there watching them lose like i had a great time watching them win against toronto everything was phenomenal but i imagine that's not necessarily the same when everybody else has been watching a lot of l's here lately yeah and it's not just too i would say when you're playing the better teams, it's difficult when, okay, you lose a, a close one to Detroit, but you know, when you're coming out and, and getting beat convincingly uh, by some of these teams, that's the toughest part, you know, when you got teams that's coming in and sometimes it's not even close. Um, yeah. But you know, the heat game, at least they battle and you know, the fans, they can live with that. They can get behind that when you're battling with the heat right there. You know what I'm saying? And you lose off a, you know, last a shot in the, in the final minute or something like that. But yeah, when, when you're coming out playing teams and you feel like you have no shot, that's when it starts to get uh, a bit disheartening when you're coming into games and not having much faith at all. Yeah. And, and also when the Hornets are winning again, right? Like the last two games I went to, it was, it was that heartbreaking double OT loss to Miami. I also got to go to the Toronto game as a fan. It's the first time I've been to a Hornets game as a fan in like years and years, right? You just yeah. always go to, to cover the team, but had some tickets decided to go as a fan. And it was awesome. Like the game day experience watching the yes. Hornets put it, it down on Toronto. Down. Oh yeah. It was so much fun. Like we got those seats that are the front row of the top deck great seats baseline, which was fun to see. And, um, you know, awesome, just awesome to watch there. And also took, uh, the girlfriend family members out. So she had okay. her uncle Ed cousin, Ryan, big shout out. I feel like everybody once has an uncle Ed or somebody like, yeah. that. like you, you got that, you got that favorite uncle. Uh, he's taking pictures with the honeybees. Like he's living it up and having yeah. a great time watching the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> and then when you see them lose so much, you know, that's the disappointing part. And we'll see if they're able to come back and, and bounce, uh, back against this Cleveland team, Doug, I know you have some good nuggets on them and how they're looking coming into this game. Well, it's going to be an interesting game, I think, because Cleveland is in the midst of the one of the tougher parts of their schedule. They play 16 games in March. That's uh, more than a game every two days. So uh, they are they are packing it in in March, and at the same time, they're dealing with some injuries. We don't uh, know. If, I don't know if we know officially the status of Darius Garland. He's day to day, but they're also missing uh, two of their other guards. So they're they're down to starting Brandon Goodwin, who's been playing well, um, but is certainly not the level of talent that that Darius Garland is. Right. Uh, and and we know the Hornets have a pretty stacked backcourt offensively in Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier. And now you add, I, and I don't know if if uh, if Isaiah Thomas is going to be able to available to play this this particular game, but um, you add that scoring punch in there too. Could get really interesting. Obviously, the Cleveland, the big strength for Cleveland are those bigs, and I think it'll be interesting to see <laughs> yeah. how they deal with them. Uh, um, the games have been, but West, the games have been close this year against Cleveland. They've dropped two of three, yeah. but I mean, the last one was controversial. You had the Kevin yeah. Love uh, free throws that shouldn't have been free throws, and then you had uh, the Terry Rozier three that shouldn't have been a three. Like mm -hmm. the referees need to be on point on this one. <laughs> like the Definitely. NBA needs to send their best for this one. Jeez. Yeah, that stinks, man. The owners have had a couple of times that happen. You just wonder, you know, it's human error, but some of that stuff, you like, how, how do you miss that? 
Yeah, right. it was it was it was really weird, especially with the whole completely botched thing that happened that what they even gave the Hornets a few points too, like they helped them. Um, but then eventually the Hornets would lose. Wes, what are some of the things you want to see from the Hornets coming out in this game against Cleveland? And, and real quickly, before we even answer that, I do want to give like the uh, injury update. So 17 hours ago, the Hornets P, uh, PR staff said that James Booknight would be out with neck soreness. So he's still out. Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward still out with that ankle sprain. Jalen McDaniels is doubtful. So, you know, we're starting not to see him out immediately upon the first designation we're going to get. A good Nick, sign. Yeah. Nick Richards is doubtful too. So even if they don't play Jalen McDaniels is the one to note there. Um, so good news. We'll see what happens, but what do you want to see from the Hornets tonight here? Wes? Man, I just want to see them come out and start fast like they did against Milwaukee, but just maintain, just lock in on defense. And the main thing is just these runs that these teams go on against us. I just want to see the pace sometimes just get slowed down and just kind of just put a little bit of water on those fires that break. Like Milwaukee just came out and it was like once they got up six and then it was eight, then it was 12, and then it was 15. And you just like, man, what? And things just started spiraling. So, um, you know, I just want to see the Hornets just really just come out, get back to playing that, you know, that defense that they they have been playing. Because really, during these games that they've been losing defensively, they've been top ten at points per possession, like around tenth, uh, I believe. But it's just the shots haven't been falling. So I just I just always want to see the Hornets play to their identity. Like I said, sixty four percent of their offense comes from uh, assists, almost roughly seventy points. So I just want to see them getting that ball around, finding open shooters, just keep attacking, keep being aggressive. I mean, I asked JB in the, in the in the press conference, I said, man, I said, you guys, I forget what the span is, but they have been, uh, they were number one in the league for drives uh, to the basket. And they've been getting to the free throw line a lot, something they hadn't been doing at the beginning of the season. I asked them, I said, is, is it just simply the shots aren't falling? Because you look at the Hornets and people will kind of dismiss them as a three-point shooting team, but it's like they've been leading the league in drives. Uh, over, again, I forget what the span has been, but they've been uber-aggressive driving to the basket. They're getting to the free throw line. It's just as simple as the shots just aren't falling at times. And so I'm just hoping they just stay aggressive, just keep playing hard defensively, because that's a big thing for the Hornets, too, that affects how they play offense. It's like sometimes if the shots aren't falling, the defense lacks as well. So I just want to see them just lock in, play with a sense of urgency for four quarters and just find a way. Because at that point, at this point, that's all they can do is find a way. The shots might not be dropping all the time, the three-pointers. But like I said, they're doing everything offensively that they need to do. They're still taking care of the basketball, even though uh, Detroit game, they were very loose uh, with that mm -hmm. basketball. So that's another thing I need to see tonight is them taking care of the basketball more. So just take care of the basketball, playing hard on defense, and just move the ball around on offense to find the open man. Yeah, and Cleveland with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, they make it difficult to score inside. And so and the try ball to really do needs something with Jared Allen this time, not to cut you off. Try to do something right. with Jared Allen. Good Lord, he killed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah on, <laughs> on both ends. And you saw, you know, bad paint decisions, I think. And and Borrego has highlighted this. You saw it against Milwaukee. It might taking have been that the ball game. Yeah, taking the ball inside and, and really with, with abandon and not really thinking about it, not moving the ball inside out to create those good three-point shots. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're going to have to do against Cleveland. And I agree with you. This one's going to come down to shooting. They need to – this is this is how well they need to shoot. Look at this right here. They need to shoot this well, like Mason Plumley shooting this money down. <laughs> I do I told remember you I get, this. Now that I think about it, I do remember this. I just they've got to shoot it this well right here. Cash he complex. That's big time.
look, yeah, they put it out there, man. Like, and this was apparently a long time ago. And Mason Plumley during the Hornets media day to open up the season said he made a rap music video, this one. And then two days later got traded. <laughs> like they did. They were not <laughs> having that. I don't think it was because of that, but I'm sure I'm sure yeah. it didn't help. So yeah, look I at gotta Mason. take that. I got to take that off the screen both. So we don't get sued. And also, so we don't uh, uh, injure anyone with epilepsy because that yeah. bright flashing cool. light was, yeah, uh, that was a lot. Intense. That was a lot. One other thing I, I do want to mention, I want to see some Montrez Harrell. And the problem is this might not be the game for it, right? Like with Jared Allen, with Evan Mobley down there, swatting a whole bunch of stuff. Montrez one of nine in the last two games combined and has only scored 11 points. Didn't score anything less than 11 points in a single game ever since he came to the Charlotte Hornets and was just downright awesome against Miami was great against Toronto. He was finishing everything Detroit. The first game where they won Memphis, he was great. was a large part of that comeback and has been non-existent offensively for Mm -hmm. them in the last two games. Like that's, what's unfortunate too, is that you have Cleveland, Maybe you try to get Montrez going a little more, but oh, wait, there's Jared Allen. There's Evan Mobley. There's all of the size. Cleveland runs as big as anybody in the league. It's going to be tough for Montrez, an undersized, more so center power forward type of player that lives under the basket. So, um, yeah, big time needed when everyone is big time needed for this uh, Charlotte Hornets team down the stretch uh, for this season. Wes, appreciate the time, man. Always uh, appreciate you hopping on with us and talking Hornets. No doubt. Before we get out of here, wait a minute. Wait. Okay. Well, I can't show you, but I can tell you that I got oh, another okay. car. Okay. Yeah, I got another car. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, Wait, <laughs> you're right. I'm glad you did stop me. Yes, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let, let's yeah, let's hear about the story. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I got a Jeep Gladiator. Okay. Uh, you know, the ones that got the truck bed in the back. I got a Jeep. I, I ain't got yeah. a Gladiator, but I got a Jeep. Yeah. I feel so, that. yeah, I mean, I just, um, you know, I saw one. And um, I was like, man, you know, those are pretty tough. So, you know, I started sniffing around a little bit to see if I can get a little deal done, get on car gurus, you know, see what's going on out here. And, uh, long story short, was able to um, get something done with the good people at uh, Pinehurst Toyota. I had to drive up to Pinehurst. <laughs> Shout out. To get the deal done. <laughs> yeah, I had to drive up to Pinehurst to get that thing done. It's a nice two-hour drive. Uh, not much on the drive, but uh, I didn't know that was the place where they, they, oh, I forgot that that was the place where they played the golf tournament. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, man, went up there, got a nice little, you know, Jeep Gladiator. Okay. Man, what color is it? Uh, red. Oh, just man. Just like my last two cars. <laughs> yeah, just like my last two cars. The same color as my last two cars. Does it does it look like this one with the uh, kind of Mad Max <laughs> double wheels yeah, on I the back? Yeah, I didn't do all the, the mods, as they call it. No <laughs> modifications, and I don't have a There's a Corvette tires. engine I, in it. This thing I looks like it belongs at a monster truck rally. Yeah, I definitely would not want six tires. I have to pay for that <laughs> when it's time to get new tires. I would not. Uh, want to right. be doing that, and I didn't do all those modifications. And man, before we get out of here, man, we got that Batman on Thursday. Yeah, uh, Are y'all I need excited to... about this or not? Uh, I need to see it. I, I like the Batman movies. I'm not huge into the superhero stuff, but like, I, I can't get as excited as you. But I definitely want to see man, I it. I live for this stuff. I've been waiting. I know on you do for so long. I got my tickets two weeks ago. I've heard good reviews, right? Like, it's oh, getting some I good... can't wait. I Is wasn't he- sure about Robert Pattinson playing the Batman. I was a little disappointed when I first heard the news, but when I uh-huh. saw that first trailer and saw how dark and gritty, and uh, I love uh, Joker is my favorite villain, but the Riddler is my second favorite villain. Riddler's and I've great. been wanting 
to see a dark interpretation of the Riddler, and we're going to get that. So I'm just like, man, what, 730? On Thursday, I took the day off from work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited you sold me. I'm ready to go see it now, too. Oh, so uh, I'll go make all sure right, and so check it out I as well. All, all right. I yeah. Got. So I can only afford the Batman movie, though. I'm not going to get a Jeep Gladiator. That's go. okay. I'll, just, I'll just do the Batman thing. All right. There's <laughs> Wes Bryant. Follow him on the gram. Check out his new ride. Wes Got Range is where you can follow him. You can also catch him here every Wednesday on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure you make Locked On Bets your second listen. It's uh, everyday analysis, um, just talking about the gambling needs with your boy Q as the expert host, along with good insight from Lee Sterling. Also, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Now podcast we're putting out there, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.